What's up? I'm B, and whether you are watching this on YouTube or you are listening to the podcast, I hope you are having an amazing day. Today we are taking a little intermission from the Teal Swan coverage to talk about Brittany Dawn once again. I have so, so many videos on Brittany Dawn, her fitness scams, her religious retreats, um, the fact that she's being sued by the state of Texas, and they're supposedly going to trial in March. We'll see how that goes, but I also talked a little bit about how Brittany Dawn is entering into a new social media niche, a new little avenue called being a foster parent. And up to this point, it's been a lot of talk. Back in July, she did announce that they were becoming licensed, like they were starting the process of becoming licensed foster parents, and she made a lot of posts about how soon it's going to happen, any day now, just one more step, all these things about how they are going to foster, and even before they were licensed, she made videos on YouTube about it, and she made a reel talking about how she was facing spiritual warfare because she was a foster parent, even though she hadn't been licensed and she didn't have any placements. And so I've had a lot of issues with the way that she has spoken about becoming a foster parent since she first announced that this was happening. There's also been a lot of speculation about what agency Brittany might be using to get licensed because frankly, I don't know that she could have gotten approved through the state while she's being sued. A lot of people do bring up Jordan's past of being sued by the ACLU. However, that uh, lawsuit ended in a settlement. They didn't end up going to trial. And so I'm not sure if that would really have an impact, especially because it was in a different state. You would think that they would take it into consideration, but just based on what I know, I'm not sure that that could be something that would be used to prevent them from being licensed by the state. However, Brittany Dawn being sued by the state of Texas and then being licensed by the state of Texas doesn't make a lot of sense to me, especially with all of the background checks that you have to go through and the criminal history affidavit you have to fill out when you are getting licensed, the interviews, all of that stuff. I don't think that would happen and I think it's much more likely that they did go through a private agency, probably a private religious agency because the requirements are different. So I've always thought that she went through a private agency. That's just what makes the most sense to me. But regardless of that, there have been a lot of people upset about Brittany potentially becoming a foster parent. I am one of those people. I take a lot of issue with the way that she speaks about it and the way that she's acting about fostering a, a child, right? Like the way that Brittany speaks on social media, and I've shown this in the first video I did talking about it, so I'll link it down below if you haven't seen it, is very jovial and excited and oh I can't wait to do this. Brittany had a baby shower which feels all kinds of disgusting to me but the thing that makes it hit even harder for me is that in 2021 my husband and I did do kinship foster care and of course kinship foster care is different than typical foster care of children that you are not related to but just going through that experience and seeing the impact that it had on the kids and on the family and just in general challenges of being separated from your biological parents, even if it's for a, a shorter amount of time or even if it's because it's the healthiest thing to do in that moment, doesn't make it any easier to see the impact that being away from parents has on the kids. And in our case, both parents had weekly visits multiple times a week. And so even in that, like they were still able to 
talk to their parents, to see their parents' faces. And before we got approved to have the kids because they were in a different state, it was a whole process. They were with a licensed foster family and we kept a very open line of communication with them. And so even though they were able to maintain relationships with previous caretakers and their biological parents, there were still a lot of challenges in being in these new environments. And so with Brittany talking so joyfully about foster care, it really rubbed me the wrong way. The fact that she had that baby shower honestly made me sick to my stomach because I think it's one thing to say, we have been called to welcome children into our home and to give them a safe place to land. And, um, you know, I am just so honored and I feel so grateful that we have the resources and the capabilities to take care of these kids and to give them that safe place and to show them love and take care of them while their families are working on whatever they need to work on so that way reunification can happen. Like I feel very blessed to be able to do that. That's one thing. Bernie is making... She is making being a foster mom like her entire personality because she got a baby. They they have their first placement. They got their first placement on Monday. Today is Saturday the 17th. On Monday, they got their first placement and she has nonstop posted about this little baby. Since this child has been placed with Brittany and Jordan, she has posted three photos to her main feed on Instagram. She's posted a TikTok. She's posted multiple stories all about this kid. It's like everything now is about this child. And it's kind of disgusting to me because she's using this to further a narrative. She's using it to create an online persona. And of course, everybody responds to things differently. Everybody processes things differently. Our case was a little bit different because initially my husband and I were not licensed foster parents. We uh, were just doing it as kinship. We did eventually go through and get our license um, just because it was recommended to us based on certain circumstances. But initially when the kids were placed with us, it was just under kinship foster care. And so both parents knew where the kids were. They knew they were with us. They knew our address because we're family. And so um, because of those circumstances, we would have technically been able to share any and everything we wanted about those kids. We could have posted their faces. We were free to share as much information as we wanted about them. However, we decided that it was probably in the best interest of the children not to do that, to not share as much information, to not, um, for me, because I have a YouTube channel and because my Instagram is public, I posted about them, but I blurred their faces. Like I covered them up and I didn't ever really share anything that I felt could be hurtful to them or their parents. Because even though, yeah, they were, you know, two and four, they're still going to grow up and they're still going to have lives outside of whatever's posted on social media. And we didn't want anything hurtful or compromising that they wouldn't have chosen to share being shared about themselves. Like even when people post pictures of their own kids having tantrums or getting potty trained or talking about their first periods, I think it's wrong. I think you're taking away the choice from your child on whether or not they want to share that vulnerable information. But that's a completely different topic. What I was trying to get to is when we first got the kids, I did not post about them for at least a month. Posting on the internet was the least of my concerns. It was not something that I was like, oh, let me document every single thing. It was, these kids are here. They've gone through a massive change. They're in a completely new environment. 
how do we make this the best it can be for them? How do we make them the most comfortable? And sure, uh, with Brittany, she got a newborn and with us, the kids were a little bit older. So the circumstances were a little bit different, but I still feel like if you are a childless couple and suddenly an infant, a newborn is placed in your lap and you are now responsible for the well-being of that child, that is what you focus on. That is what you do. You don't worry about setting up your ring light and getting filmed and posting stories and creating highlights and linking outfits and like all the things that Brittany is doing. That's not what you focus on unless you're trying to make being a foster parent part of your online persona. Unless you're trying to get money from people using your affiliate links. Unless you're trying to put out a certain image of yourself because you want people to perceive you in a different way than they've been perceiving you. Unless you want to gain more traction. Unless you want to increase your social media following. You don't really do those things. But that's what Brittany Dawn is doing. When Brittany first started talking about becoming a foster parent, she specifically mentioned that they were entering a foster to adopt program. Now, in her stories, she is saying that reunification is always the goal. And please send donations to her P.O. box so she can send each child home with a full wardrobe. And that's odd to me. I don't know at what point that shift happened, if she misunderstood what program they were getting trained for, because I, you know, foster to adopt programs do exist privately. Um, so so I'm I'm really not sure at what point that shift happened, but now for her to come on here and be like all self-righteous about like reunification is always the goal. It's really, really frustrating to me. Anyway, the point that we are getting to and the reason I'm making this video aside from needing to rant a little bit is that Brittany Dawn has posted so many things on her Instagram. And the only reason I know about this is because of the Brittany Dawn snark subreddit. So shout out to all of y'all on there for keeping things updated. I have been blocked on Brittany Dawn's Instagram, so I can't see these things. But luckily, I was able to go on my husband's Instagram and screen record these. And I just wanted to show the stories that she's posted so far. So that way, um, people who aren't on the subreddit or who want to see them like in kind of one place instead of scrolling through can do so without going to her page because they talk about this on the subreddit and I wholly agree. Giving Brittany more engagement only helps her in the long run. Like even if you're hate watching her, even if you're leaving a comment that's like, hey, I don't agree with what you're doing. Giving her the engagement, leaving a comment, interacting with her posts, those things help her social media presence in the long run. Also, if you're listening to the podcast, don't worry, I will be describing the text in each of these stories because I know you can't see the screen recording. Okay, so right here you can see Brittany's Instagram page. She has one highlight called foster care and one highlight called stroller. And uh, these are at the top her pinned posts, but then down below you can see the three main feed posts that she made. Uh, one of them is her reposting a TikTok where she talks about how she didn't know that when you have a diaper, um, typically there's a line on the front that changes color when it's wet. So that way you can know if it's soiled and you can change it. And that she didn't know that just because you take a diaper off doesn't mean that the child is done doing their business and it can get kind of messy. And um, I, I don't want to judge anybody who like doesn't know that because it's like, yeah, she's not a parent. So she probably wouldn't know those things. However, I feel like that shows you just how little interaction she has had with children. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm coming at this from like a biased point of view because I 
started babysitting and like doing childcare when I was like 12 years old. And so I've changed a lot of diapers. So again, maybe I'm being judgy. I'm sorry if I'm coming off that way. It was just really surprising to me that she's on TikTok being like, oh my gosh, I had no idea when she's talked about how much she wants to, you know, be a foster parent and be a mom. Wouldn't you think that especially because she is an aunt, she might know some of those things? But all right, let's get to the stories. I love them. This first one is Brittany answering a question because she put up a questions box that said filming a YouTube Q&A in the next several days. Ask anything you want. And somebody asked, what would you do if you fostered a teen who wasn't Christian? She said, answer, love them. We are not called to love others based off their relationship with the Lord. We are called to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Don't really know why she's answering this question because she has made it very clear that they want to do uh, young children like babies and infants. So realistically, she's probably not going to be fostering any teenagers, but she had to come on here and be like, "Mm, love them, like make a snarky comment about it. But hey. I can be very snarky too, so maybe I don't have room to judge. Just like we're biblically called to do and also called to do as foster parents. It's that simple. So can I just talk for a second about this curl? Like what is... She is now showing that uh, this curl has been hanging on for two days. Laughing, crying emoji. I'm honestly impressed at this point. I, I don't really have a response to that i don't know some people were saying like she probably went in and curled a single strand of hair just to make the story maybe she did like nothing would surprise me at this point how just like literally how how is that still there i it's hanging on for dear life kind of like me just kidding not really we're making it we're doing good guys but i definitely haven't brushed my hair today Brittany's new favorite thing is talking about how like ragged she's being run by having an infant in her home, about how she's forgetting to brush her teeth, how she hasn't brushed her hair, about how she has bags underneath her eyes. And it's like, girl, you, you look fine. You'll see it. You'll see it in the other stories that she has fake eyelashes on. She has makeup on. She's dressed very nicely. When you see the stories, you're like, girl, you're fine. I feel like you're exaggerating or not being super truthful because every other part of you is put together quite well. So is that true? Is that really true that you forgot to brush your teeth? I don't know. She's had time to go to the gym several times since they got their first placement. So it would really shock me if she didn't have time to simply brush her hair. The next one is a question that says, if you foster, you don't know the age of the child. So how did you know to buy a car seat? She said, this is false. And you actually do have the option to know age ranges. Most foster care agencies will ask you if you have an age range that you would like to foster. Just like I mentioned on my stories yesterday, Jordan and I felt called to foster newborn infants slash young kids. You also don't have much of a heads up when it comes to getting a placement. So if families weren't prepared to take on babies or children, they wouldn't be able to in the time frame needed. You can't exactly go get a car seat, install it, build a crib, get formula, a crib mattress, bottles, and diapers in two hours, which is the amount of time we had to prepare before getting our first placement. Really think about it. Do you think agencies blindside people that are trying to step into the foster care system? Or do you think that the foster care agencies do everything they can to prepare foster families? Yes. 
Our agency has been incredible and never left us feeling unprepared at any point. They answered all of our questions, triple-checked everything for us, and made us feel confident that we were ready to go because that's what a good, caring, experienced agency does. This answer I don't have an issue with because she's right. When you do foster care, you can say these are the age ranges that I am comfortable accepting, like these are the health issues that I'm comfortable managing. Um, If a child has this disorder or this chronic illness, whatever, like I'm comfortable with this and that. So you can say what you are comfortable with and the agency will offer you placements that meet that criteria. The next question is, would you take baby clothes donations? And she says, we've been blown away by the amount of messages I've received on here. The last three days offering to send secondhand gender neutral baby clothes. Like I mentioned yesterday, our goal is to be able to send each child home with as many clothing, she said clothing, but clothing pieces as possible so that the biological parents feel ahead of the curve. We do have a P.O. box for those of you who have been asking. It truly takes a village and it's been emotional seeing how many people are wanting to help us support this child and future children. God always provides he is Jehovah Jireh and then she lists her P.O. box. I don't know about this one. I think it is an amazing idea to be like, I want to send as much back with this kid when the reunification happens so that way the parents are set. Like, of course, they'll need to buy more things as the child grows, but we want to send them off with a good amount of things. So that's one less stress for the parent. I agree with that. However, it makes me very uncomfortable to see her so openly accepting donations from her followers. Of course, I don't know Brittany's financial situation, and I can only imagine that there's been a strain placed on her finances because of the lawsuit that's going on. But it's like she's an influencer. She has affiliate links. She gets things for free, um, like packages and stuff. And um, she has a lot of ways to monetize just things that she posts in daily life. And so I think there are probably better options to choose if people are really wanting to help foster kids. Like there are plenty of other ways that they can do that and other organizations they can donate to. That would be amazing. And if Brittany Dawn really does need clothes, I am sure there are resources that she can take advantage of to get those things. For example, I'm not going to make this entire thing about my experience doing kinship foster care, but for example, there's an organization here called Arizona Helping Hands. And when we got approved to take the children, they gave us beds, mattresses, tons of new clothes, um, little hygiene kits, games. They gave us smoke alarms and magnetic locks. Like they gave us so many things and it was all for free. Like completely free. All we had to do was have a letter saying they've been approved and children are coming and these are the ages. And so they gave us diapers too. Um, So like just there are resources that Brittany could take advantage of if she really needed these donations. And there are other places that people who want to help children can donate to that would be proven to go to people who needed the help. Next question is, did you research how to safely and correctly prepare formula bottles? And she answered, we sure did. And our caseworkers, the doctors and lactation specialists have been incredible to educate us and help us feel confident in this realm. Great. I am glad that she knows what she's doing when feeding a child. The next post is a reel that a photographer posted about Brittany Jordan. And it's just like, oh, point of view, your client kisses his wife and this is the reaction and you catch every minute of it. It's not really related to foster care. Next, we get Brittany at the gym posting a a selfie saying, got a workout in today and it felt so good. Honestly, this week has been 
Get it in if you can. I'm grateful the Lord pruned idols from my heart when he did because in the past, missing a workout gave me anxiety. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. If you're someone who provides care for a child, I do think it's important to make time for things that will rejuvenate and re-energize you. Like you really need to make sure that you're doing what you can realistically to take care of yourself. That way you're in the best position to give your best to someone else. So in general, I don't really have an issue with her going to the gym. I just don't know that it would have been on my priority list, uh, like first week of having a newborn, especially when she's saying some of the things that she has said about this foster child. And I'm going to say, um, I will not be including a certain part of this story because she talks about a medical thing going on with the newborn and it's on the internet. Like she, she has it on her stories. It's been posted. It's been spoken about, but I don't feel comfortable talking about it because it's inappropriate. Like it just is. I think if you are somebody who shares content about taking care of a child and especially within the foster care realm, and you want to say like, here's something we went through and here, here's what our experience was and here's how we handled it. That's great because you can help somebody else not feel so alone or you can give them tips and tricks. However, I don't think it's appropriate to share it while that child is in your home. Like while you are taking care of that child, while they are your placement, I don't think it's appropriate to share that specific medical information because it could be linked to that child. I think it would be best to wait until you no longer have that child in your home to speak about it because then you give that child anonymity. You can say, with one of our placements, this is what happened, here's our experience, but then it's not linked back to that specific child. And sure, like as somebody just watching, somebody who doesn't know Brittany, who's not involved in her life, I don't know this kid, so I don't know the identity of this child, and theoretically, then, I could not associate the thing that she is talking about with an individual person. However, this child is getting visits with their bio-parent. Bio-parent, in all reality, could know who Brittany Dawn is, could watch her stories, could see the things that she is posting, and how do you think that would make the parent feel to know that you are talking about their child because that is their child in this way and sharing this information about them. Do you think that you would feel comfortable with that or would you feel ashamed and embarrassed that something is being put on blast that you probably wouldn't have shared willingly? That's all I'm saying. Like, just think about it. Think about the impact. Even if we don't know the identity of the placement, there are people who will know the identity of the child and you sharing those things could be really hurtful to them. It's really, really important as a foster parent to understand your role in what's going on. The majority of the time when a child enters foster care, the goal is reunification. The state will do what they can. They will provide resources. They will come up with a case plan to help the parents work through whatever they are working through and get to a point where they can be reunified with their child. So as a foster parent, it is incredibly important for you to understand that's the goal. And for you to know how you can help or harm that process. Think about if you had a child, you're already struggling with something, and then that child is taken away from you. And you feel like you are losing control over this thing that even though you're, you've got some issues, you're going through some things, you presumably love this child. And now this child is in someone else's home, being raised by someone else, being treated a way that hopefully is good, but you don't know how they're being treated. You feel like you are losing control. 
that can be really, really scary. And so I would think that if you're doing foster care, you would want to do everything you can to build a good relationship with that parent and not do anything to create any sort of animosity or tension between the two of you. Obviously, there are situations in which bio parents and foster parents working cohesively and having a good relationship isn't really a feasible thing because of one reason or another. We know this. It's something that is unfortunate, but a reality. However, I would just think that as a foster parent, you would want to do what you could to facilitate building a good relationship. So that way that parent feels like, okay, I know this person. I trust them. They are taking good care of my child. I can focus on what I need to do so I can get my child back. And I don't think Brittany posting the medical information that she posted is conducive to that situation. We're going to skip over the next story. It's Brittany holding the child and rocking back and forth. And she says this week has been filled with little moments. The next story is her posting that TikTok about how she was today years old when she learned that there was the color changing stripe and her diaper changing fiasco. Okay, so those were her stories from the last 24 hours. Now let's go into the foster care highlight. So this was posted three days ago and it's a picture of Jordan uh, leaning over the car seat. And it says, it's been a long adjustment. We are tired, yet our souls are so filled. It is an honor to foster this child in this season of its precious life. It's a blessing to be able to pour love over this child as we pray and contend for restoration to happen. It's a vulnerable season to give so much love, knowing that the door could close with a difficult goodbye at any moment. It's sacrificial, but the world needs more kingdom-minded people to step out and do what's hard and holy, even when it means it could be heartbreaking for them in the end. Literally, like... (laughs) Oh, this is where I'm going to get frustrated because at this time she's been fostering for maybe two days. They haven't even had their first goodbye yet. She like, and everything's about her. I can understand having conversations with people who are considering foster care, but are concerned about um, the, the emotional toll of spending time with this child and loving them and taking care of them and then having to say goodbye and knowing that you might not ever see them again. Um, so I like... Those are valuable, valid conversations to have, but she's been doing this for like two days. And it's at this point, it's like all about her. It's about us. It's about, oh, it's so hard on us. And it's going to be awful to say goodbye. If we have to say goodbye, this could be taken away at any moment, but we're kingdom minded people. And so that's why we're doing it. And we're like, I get a, a holier than thou vibe from this. It's like, we're doing kingdom work. What are you doing? The next post is the one that I am skipping because it talks about the child's medical information. But I I want to point out that she shames the mom, the biological mom of this child, in the text of this story. And she links the bassinet that they're using. So she, she tags the brand while talking about a child's medical information and shaming the child's family. The next post I'm also going to skip over. I believe it's Brittany getting the child dressed, but... Obviously, the child is off camera. Thank goodness. So I'm not sure what she's doing, but she's just like talking to the baby like, oh, that was a hiccup. Oh, you've got a milk belly. Normally, I'd be like, oh, that's so cute. But in this case, I'm like, why are you filming everything? (laughs) This next post is Jordan and the baby napping on the couch. And she said, walked in to check on Jordan and the little one. And it was the sweetest. They're napping together. My heart can't take this. Next post is an affiliate link to her like to know it where she says I've been on the hunt to find affordable quality baby outfits and these two are 10 out of 10. Use my link. Make sure I get that commish. 
We're driving to the doctor's appointment. I'm sitting in the back seat with a little one. And I just had a realization that I forgot to brush my teeth this morning. Those are things that I never would have done. Like, literally, babe, I never would have forgotten to brush my teeth. Nope. Ever. Like, that is, like, the first thing I do, but, like, everything is so shaken up right now. Everything is so shaken up right now. But don't worry. I can film everything. I can set up a ring light. I can put captions on these. I can put music behind the story. Everything is so shaken up right now. I'm documenting and posting every single minute of it, but I can't believe I forgot to brush my teeth. Can you believe it? I'm so sorry. I know that I try to usually be like really fair and see things from both sides, but this is just frustrating to me. You have a literal child in your home, a newborn child in your home that deserves all of your love and all of your attention right now. And she's just constantly posting. She's posted over 20 stories in the past week of this kid, like not specifically of the kid, but about being a foster parent. Like that's what she's spending her time doing. And she's going to come on here and be the martyr and be like, I forgot to brush my hair. I forgot to brush my teeth, but I did still go to the gym. And also here's an affiliate link. This is literally a, a child's life. Brittany and her husband are impacting the life of a child and a family. And these are her priorities. Like posting this stuff is what matters to her at this time. This, this thing, doing foster care, it's not a scripted thing. It's not a setup. A baby is not a prop. A child is not something to use for social media growth. Foster care is not something to take lightly. And I just think the way that she has been behaving and posting about it is really distasteful. Oh, and the caption on that video was, I don't even know who I am anymore. LOL. SOS. Is this how motherhood goes? The next thing I will include, because it does say they have a doctor's appointment, but it doesn't give specifics about what the appointment is for. So um, she posted a picture of her and Jordan's feet over the stroller. Well, like they're underneath the stroller handle and then the camera's above the stroller. And she says, doctor appointment today for the little one. Such a munchkin. Grateful for the nurses and doctors today who have been so helpful in answering all of our questions. LOL. I'm realizing that parenthood in any capacity, whether biological or foster, is just something you cannot fully prepare for. You jump in head first and learn as you go. It's humbling. Truly. God is guiding us every step of the way. Yeah. I mean, true. You just, you can never be fully prepared for something, but they've been doing this for one to two days at this point. Next one shows the outside of a building. I don't live in Texas. I don't know if this is an easily identifiable area, so I'm not going to include it. But she is walking and pushing the stroller and Jordan's behind her filming. And she writes, haven't brushed my hair or teeth, had a doctor's appointment, running on three hours of sleep, got car sick sitting in the backseat. And I keep forgetting what day of the week it is. But this little munchkin is worth it all. Her hair has totally been brushed. I mean, she's in the same outfit as that video. Like, she has makeup and fake eyelashes on and jewelry, and she's dressed nicely. Come on. Let's be a little bit more realistic, Brit. The next one is just a still picture of the stroller handle and then Brittany's feet. She's wearing shoes. And it says, Little Munchkin was able to spend time with biological mom today. Now, when I first saw this, I didn't really take notice of her saying biological mom. Like I read it, but it didn't 
raise any alarm bells for me because in doing kinship foster care, there were a lot of situations in which I had to clarify that either I was not the biological parent or I was talking about a biological parent, not like myself or my husband. And so for me, that was a normal distinction to see. But I did see people leaving comments on the subreddit about how they just thought it was kind of distasteful that Brittany is already emphasizing biological mom because of what it implies about her and her being like, I'm the foster mom, I'm a mama, when she's only been doing this for a few days. And I can see that point. I didn't really read it like that just because of my own personal experience, but I definitely understand where people were coming from when they left those comments. Okay, so we're going to be done going through slide by slide. The next story is her brushing her teeth and being like, if you know, you know. And then she answered several additional questions about why they're doing foster care and um, if they're going to adopt the child and stuff like that. And then there are several more affiliate links being shared. And she's talking about getting like this baby formula Keurig and asking if it's worth it. So we can kind of glaze past those because I know this has been a pretty long video already, but there are two questions that she answered that I just want to read the answers to because they caught my eye and I want to talk about them. So someone asked, what's the reason you can't keep the little one? And she said, reconciliation is always the goal. They made that known from the start of the foster care training process. Fostering a child and adopting a child are two completely different situations. We got into this knowing that we are fostering with reconciliation as the goal. That decision is not up to us in any way. We are just here with an open door for children that need safe temporary homes. However, if CPS, the agency, and the state believe it is in a child's best interest to be adopted, then we are open to adopting in the future too. There's a lot of trauma on all sides. No parents want to have their child taken from them and placed elsewhere. I mean, really think about it. I can't even fathom that. So the goal is always to get baby, infant, child, teen, back with the biological mom, dad, parents, family. The state uses foster care as a last resort, i.e. if no family, siblings, or friends can take in the child. Then the foster care agency is contacted. Being able to provide a safe home for the children is a blessing and honor, and I'm grateful the Lord has called us into this realm as heartbreaking as it can and probably will be. If the agency made it abundantly clear to you that the goal is reunification, why on earth would she say that they were entering a foster to adopt program? I don't know. Any possible explanation I could come up with would be pure speculation on my part, but it's frustrating to me when she says one thing months ago and then comes on here and is like, it was always the goal. It was made known to us from the start. If she was confused about it, like, because people are asking about like, oh, are you adopting this child? And I'm presuming it's because she said they're doing a foster to adopt program. So it's frustrating to me that she's posting two completely different things without providing a bridge explaining how we got from point A to point B. And then the next one just further emphasizes the point of confusion. Somebody says, do you plan to adopt any of the children you foster? And she said, I answered this in my post last night as well as in my stories. It seems to be one of the most asked questions, so I'm happy to clarify and answer again. Because you said you were entering a foster to adopt program. Like, am I losing it? Have I gone crazy? Am I the one who doesn't understand things? Apparently not, because lots of people also have this question, presumably because she said they were entering a foster to adopt program. But she goes on to say, the goal of foster care is reunification with the biological mom, dad, parents, family. A lot of trauma is involved when a child is taken from their home. I mean, really think about that, dot, dot, dot. It's heartbreaking. As a foster family, we are here to provide a safe place for children to stay during the process of reconciliation. Foster and adoption are two different things, and we knew that from the start. 
Did you? So were you lying about going into a foster to adopt program? Were you misunderstanding and now you're pretending like you always understood and that thing like that post never existed? What is happening? She says, goodbyes will be hard if and when they come, but it's a blessing to be able to provide a safe home for these little ones. If a situation comes up where care workers, CPS, and the state believe it's in the child's best interest to be adopted, then yes, we are open to that too, but that's never the goal from the start. I think she just says things. Like, (laughs) I think she literally just says things that she thinks sound right in the moment without thinking about the things that she has said in the past that she may need to correct or that might be contradictory to what she is saying now. So her being like, that's always the goal from the start. It's heartbreaking. There's so much trauma. Yeah, there is trauma. It is heartbreaking. So for her to say that, all while knowing that she's talked about how excited she is and she can't wait to have a placement and posting the signs from her foster care baby shower that it's a felt board and it says, for this child, we have prayed. You have prayed for a child to be in a situation where they need to be placed with you? Maybe that's just me reading too deep into that verse being on that felt letter board, but that's distasteful. That puts a bad taste in my mouth. We've prayed for this child to come to us. You've prayed for a child to go through the trauma of needing to be separated from their biological parents, not by choice. And that's not me trying to say anything negative about adoptive parents or people who decide to put their children up for adoption because they know that they're not ready to be a parent or they simply don't want to be. But um, the route that they would like to go is adopting their child out. That's a completely different thing. And I think it is incredible for people to jump in head first and be like, we will adopt the child. Like we will, we'll take this child and love it as our own. Um, like that's a completely different conversation. Brittany Dawn is praying for a child to enter foster care and to be a newborn and to be placed in her home. Brittany Dawn is celebrating this. For her to have a party, a foster care baby shower. That's so fun. That's filled with laughs, custom cookies. It's, it's themed. The colors are coordinated. And then weeks later to be like, think about it. This is the most traumatizing thing for families and children. Yeah, it is. And so I'm hoping that her attitude towards foster care has changed. I hope that she's come to the realization that this isn't just like some fun, lighthearted thing that she can do for social media and she can celebrate because now she has a little baby. Look at look at all the baby clothes. I hope she realizes the gravity of what she's doing and I hope that she takes it seriously. And based on what I've seen, the amount of things that she's posting and the amount of time that she's putting into posting about this child, I don't know if she has. But I hope she gets there eventually because if she's going to continue to do foster care, she is impacting real people's lives. She's impacting real children and their parents and their families. And that is an incredible responsibility. And I have so much respect for people who do it because they want to help and because they want to be part of a solution and be a safe place for these children to land and take care of them and make them feel safe and make the families feel safe. Like your kid's taken care of. They are good we've got them. Do what you need to do to get better. Do what you need to do to get to the place where you can have reunification. Don't worry about it. We are, you know, we're in this. We've got you. I have so much respect for those people. And it would be great if Brittany Dawn could get there if they're going to continue doing foster care. But again, my hopes are not high. And 
everything I've seen so far has just been one disappointment after another. But anyway, that's what she's posted so far. That's what's going on in the world of Brittany Dawn. We had to take a little bit of a break from Teal Swan because I was <laughs> having a lot of feelings and a lot of emotions about this that I wanted to talk about. So there we go. We've spoken about it. If you want further updates, let me know. Um, I'm obviously pretty regularly on the Brittany Dawn subreddit. I've never posted on there, but I use it to keep up with what's going on. However, if you are not blocked on her Instagram and you do follow her and uh, something comes up that you think I should talk about, feel free to send it to me in my DMs. Uh, that way I am notified about it because otherwise I might miss something. But that's all I've got for today. Let me know what, what you think about all of this, about how she's handling it. Do you have an, an issue or a problem with how she's handling it? Or do you think that everything she's doing is totally reasonable? Obviously, y'all know my opinion, but feel free to tell me yours in the comment section down below. And while you're doing that, if you would consider liking this video or subscribing to my channel, that would be incredible. And if you're listening to the podcast, I would be so grateful if you could leave a rating or a review. And if you've done any of those things already, thank you so much. I am so appreciative of you and I love being able to just sit here, hang out with you and talk about whatever. Thank you so much for watching. Please be kind to people and I will see you in the next one. Bye.